Spooky. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was a good one, I guess. <laughs> hey, homies. I'm Katie. I'm Sydney. And this is Something Sick. Happy Halloween. Oh, yeah. Happy Halloween. <laughs> you looked at me like we were supposed to say it together. I thought we were I, going to. I wasn't thinking about <laughs> that, to be honest. Man. Sorry. I messed it up. That's I okay. read everything. Yeah. I'm um, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we're actually quitting the podcast now because <laughs> I didn't say happy Halloween. Oh, well. Um, do we have any any news other than it's it's Halloween? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so either. Well. Well? No. (laughs) I don't have anything. Uh, Destination Fear comes back next week. Yes. I'm so excited. Oh my gosh. Ghost Hunters is out. I haven't even thought about it today. Yeah, we're watching it tonight. Yes. I forgot. Like I knew it was happening, but I forgot about it. We're going to watch it after this. What a nice surprise. Heck For my brain. I love Ghost Hunters. That's what I grew up watching. My first ghost show. <laughs> My first ghost show. Baby's first ghost show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's back. So hope everyone's having a fun and safe and spooky Halloween. Yeah. You're probably doing something that Sydney would rather be doing than watching. Listen, guys, I really love dressing up for Halloween. And I just, we're not going to a party or anything, so I don't have a reason to. And it makes me very sad. Yeah. I but it's okay. But... We're going to watch some movies or probably more TV shows. I think we have several episodes of stuff we need to watch. But that's okay. Whenever I get to dress up again, hopefully next year, I'm going all out. Great. (laughs) So get prepared. Do you know what you're going to be? No. (laughs) I'll figure it out, though. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. So send us what you're wearing for Halloween if you have funny pictures. Yes, please. Dress up as us. It's really late for that, but <laughs> someone get together a last minute costume fast. <laughs> you don't know what we look like, but there's a picture of us on our That's true. Insta. There's a few. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so what are we talking about today? The Ohio State Reformatory. Ooh. Spooky. I started thinking Ohio. Of- yeah. <laughs> yeah, but this was Tanner's episode on Okay, so it's here. okay. <laughs> so it's why we're doing yeah. it. Yeah. And it's interesting. So I can't remember. Was this from the, this latest season? Mm-hmm. Is it the one where there are people around? No, that was Alex's. No. No. I'll figure it out we when you start talking one. about it. Yeah, we did. That was also Dakota's location, I think. I no, it was Alex's. It was Alex's, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I'll figure it out once we start talking about it, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. You'll know. Great. Okay. So, the Ohio State Reformatory... <laughs> Is funny enough, located in Ohio. <laughs> oh, wow. In Mansfield, Gross. Ohio. You got to be careful what you're saying. <laughs> uh, <laughs> whenever I think of Ohio, I just think of Glee. That's all I can think of. <laughs> anyway. So, <okay. laughs> moving on. Uh, it's also referred to as the Mansfield Reformatory. Okay. So there's some episodes that are titled that instead. But okay. honestly, didn't watch the one because... I didn't have time and I didn't have the brain capacity to watch something that I didn't think I was going to get anything. (laughs) Fair. So the field that the reformatory was built on was actually first used as a union training camp called Camp Mordecai 
Bartley for Civil War soldiers in 1862. That's quite the name. Yeah. Mordecai. I kind of like that name. I would never name my kid that, but I always like reading the Bible growing up thought it was a cool name. (laughs) Little Katie said, ooh, Mordecai. (laughs) It's an interesting name. It is. But yeah, it was a long name. So it was a training camp before that. Cool. And then Mansfield was the city, was chosen in 1867 to be the location of the new intermediate penitentiary, which would later become Ohio State Reformatory. Is this the one where he made Chelsea be Mm -hmm. in the base? Okay. Yeah. Yep. Got it. Uh, The intention behind this intermediate penitentiary was to like hold first time nonviolent offenders and to reform them into not like if if they've never done anything that bad, they don't want them to go to a state penitentiary, like maximum security. Yeah. And so it was like a halfway place between the boys industrial school in Lancaster, Ohio and the state penitentiary in Columbus, Ohio. And I think the age range, I think some kids were like 13, but there wasn't room for them in the juvenile like spaces. That's awful. I know. But then there's like people like that are 30 also in this place. And so for a while, like it was meant to be nonviolent people though. And so it's like, well, yeah. But still, to put a juvenile offender with, with adult of, offenders yeah. Yeah. is not okay. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. So the city of Mansfield raised $10,000 for 30 acres for the prison to actually go on. And then the state obtained 150 more acres around it for $20,000 to like build more onto mm-hmm. it. And the overall cost of the penitentiary itself was one million three hundred twenty six thousand seven hundred and sixty nine dollars okay so it's kind quite expensive so in 1886 construction began and it actually took until 1910 to be completed because of construction delays due to funding issues okay so the og architect was levi t schofield from cleveland ohio and he combined victorian gothic Richardsonian Romanesque and Queen Anne architectural styles. So ultimately, it just kind of looks like a castle. (laughs) Yeah, intriguing. But I saw something that said he wanted it to be a space for these inmates to get their lives turned around spiritually. So I don't know. (laughs) He was like, it's going to be a prison, but it's going to be artsy. Yeah, the nickname for the building is Dracula's Castle. Okay. So... The goal of the facility, like I said, was to reform and rehabilitate the inmates through religion, education, and trade. So they had chapel, they had, they were teaching, like they had a school, I think, mm-hmm. or they were teaching them something, and then they were learning a trade at the same time. And so when they were brought in, they were originally admitted for 18 months, and then if they showed progress in those three areas, then they would be released. And if there wasn't really progress, then they got like another 18 months. And this model had a pretty high success rate and a very low reoffending rate. Mm-hmm. So it's like, this works. That's really cool. It didn't, I don't think it lasted very long. Yeah. I mean, prison systems today are still yeah. trying to implement like education yeah. and trade and stuff like that. So yeah. it's like, that's evidence of this was working for these teenage and early 20s boys that yeah. needed to just be taught and given stable yeah. <laughs> environment. But so anyway, architect F.F. Schneitzer was chosen to head up the creation and construction of the facility. 
and his name is actually on the cornerstone of the building, and he is recorded on documents as the superintendent and supervising architect. And he was actually given a silver, a silver, silver double inkwell from the governor in order to thank him for his work on the reformatory. What is that? I think Just it's like a little yeah for ink. I a think. double inkwell, I guess. Okay, for ink pens. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. Said. I don't know what the double part means, but okay. There's two. I guess. I don't know. I didn't look it up. There's different colors for his coloring pages. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> so the building exterior was made from concrete and brick in the Romanesque style. So that looks like a castle, like I said. The name was officially changed from Intermediate Penitentiary to Ohio State Reformatory in 1891, and it opened and brought in the first 150 offenders on September 15, 1896. Those inmates were brought from Columbus, Ohio by train, and their first work assignment was to work on the prison sewer system in the big 25-foot stone wall around the reformatory. Uh. So that sounds really fun. No, thank you. In Ohio, working on sewer system. <laughs> the nightmare. Yeah. So one of the superintendents was named Arthur Lewis Glatke, and he was superintendent from 1935 to 1959, and he worked on a political campaign, which was how he was given this role, and he became a very respected person by the staff, outside professionals, and the inmates. Like, everyone really liked him, by all accounts. And he headed up a lot of the reform, and one thing he did for them was like putting radio music into the cell blocks so they could enjoy that. And it's mm-hmm. like, music is good for you. Yes. Um, his wife, Helen, this is what you're going to remember. Helen Bauer Gladke, she died of pneumonia in November 1950, three days after she was injured in their family quarters when she was reaching for her jewelry box up on, in a closet and her husband's handgun fell and hit the ground and discharged and shot her in the lung. Yeah. And then... But she didn't die for three days, but she got pneumonia from that. And yeah, so. Goodness. We'll talk about her a little later, but he was a very respected superintendent. And he died nine years later on February 10th, 1959 of a heart attack in his office. So he also died on the grounds. Mm Mm-hmm. She did she die on the grounds or was I don't she know. taken to a hospital offsite? There was a hospital on the grounds, but mm-hmm. I don't know if she died if she died at the hospital or okay. where, but who knows. But she was initially injured. Yes. On, okay, yes. yeah. Yeah. So now back to the inmates. There were over the years recorded one hundred and fifty four thousand, which is a lot. Um, and over the years over two hundred people died, including a couple guards who were killed during escape attempts. And there's a cemetery on site with two hundred and eighteen graves that are only marked with prisoner numbers, not even names. That's awful. Yeah. Uh I think in Ghost Adventures they were interviewing one of the inmate like former inmates and he was like, You'd come into here when you got here and they'd be like, These are all of your names. You don't have them anymore. Here's your number and like that's so awful. Yeah, that was later. I'm about to talk about it. In the early 1960s, the state of Ohio pulled the funding of the reform model and they wanted to convert it to a maximum security prison because mm-hmm. they didn't have room at their state penitentiary. So they were like, we got to move people over here. Yeah. And so that's when the more violent men came in. And the conditions obviously started to get worse, overcrowding and everything by the 1980s. Um, the reformatory stayed fully operational until December 1990. And it was closed due to a federal court order after um, the prisoners filed a class action lawsuit alleging inhumane conditions and overcrowding. 
And yeah. Yeah. District Judge Frank J. Battisti, Battisti, um, who served on the United States District Court for Northern Ohio, ordered Ohio State Reformatory to be closed by December 1986, but the new building that they were building to replace it, called Mansfield Correctional Institution, had some delays, and so they pushed the date back to 1990. So they gave them four more years of overcrowding. That's a lot of time. Yeah. So Goodness. And the new institution is actually right next to like right adjacent to oh, Ohio wow. State. Yeah. So they're like, oh, that's where you're going after this is closed. <laughs> like, oh, look at Right there. Yeah. <laughs> so um, an interesting fact about the building, about the reformatory itself, is the east cell block has six tiers and is still, has been and still is the largest freestanding steel cell block in the world. Oh, wow. Like it's, it's all huge. open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's huge. And like little railings. Mm-hmm. So it's dangerous too. Sketchy. Yeah. Um, since it's been closed, the outer wall support buildings and other parts of the reformatory, like outside, have been demolished. Mm-hmm. But in 1995, the Mansfield Reformatory Preservation Society was formed, which is like five years later. And that group has turned the reformatory into a museum with tours to raise money for rehabilitation and restoration projects. Which I'm just really glad all these old cool places have people that care enough about the history. They're like, let's do something good with this. Yeah, it's like history even history that is bad yeah like needs to be remembered yeah so we don't repeat it yeah yeah so funding is being collected for renovations through the tourists and donations now and the preservation society has at this point removed debris replaced the roofing completely restored the central guard room between the east and west cell blocks and restored the warden's quarters. Uh, The south side of the east cell block has also had all the windows replaced and original stained glass windows are set to be replaced at some point. That's cool. Yeah. There's stained glass windows in it? I guess so. I guess in like the The chapel. chapel Probably. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So as far as tours go in the building, there are three types that they offer. One is called Beyond the Bars, which is history and access to areas off the tour route. Um, the inmate tour, where former inmates of the Ohio State Reformatory lead them through. Wow. Yeah. One of them, they interviewed on several shows I watched, which he's seen a lot, you can tell. But yeah. I'm like, it's saying something about him wanting to go back there and like tell That's the story. That's crazy. Yeah. And the third type of tour is history meets Hollywood. History and movie history, because the movie Shawshank Redemption was filmed there. So, and a lot of things have actually yeah. been filmed there, which we'll talk about in a second. So also... During the Halloween season, there's a haunted house in the building called Blood Prison. So that's fun. I wouldn't want to go there. (laughs) No. And ghost tours are offered. They offer public and private ghost hunts for those who are 18 years or older. They have ghost walks, which are for people ages 13 and older. And those, like just people that, it's mostly like ghost stories and history, Mm -hmm. but it's like, it's not just a normal historical tour. And then they have ghost hunting classes for kids that are 13 or older. I love that. Yeah. I mean, even adults could do those, but yeah. it's like, that's so fun. I wish at 13, I would have been like, oh, I can go do a ghost hunting class. Yeah. <laughs> so the reformatory welcomes more than 120,000 visitors a year. That was in 2018 that they had on the website. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, maybe 2019 went up and then COVID messed it up. Probably went down again. It's like, yeah. people are interested. Yeah. And I'm interested. Sort of. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> yeah. But it, maybe we'll go someday, but it's kind of scary. Well, we get, we can work up to it. Yeah. So there are some events that are offered throughout the year also, not just tours. So they have the Shawshank Hustle, which is a 7K running race going nope. past five of the filming locations. <laughs> I won't be participating. No. Um, a murder mystery dinner theater. 
I would be participating. Yeah, that's fun. Um, Mansfield Mayhem, which is a photography event. Cool. And Pour One Nine Beer Fest, which I think is probably their area code four one nine Pour One Nine Beer Fest, which has live music, food, and over twenty five brews and wines. And then Incarceration Music and Tattoo Festival, which is a three day rock band show in July. And the tattoo you. That's kind of sick. Yeah. <laughs> So it's very interesting. <laughs> very. I want to like, look more into that yeah. when it's more around the time that that would be happening. <laughs> very interesting, like range of things. Yeah. Going on. But in I vibe a, with in it. an old person. Yeah. yeah. So the list of movies and TV shows and music videos and all these things that have been done at the reformatory is very long. I didn't write them all down because there were so many. Yeah. And like some of them, we probably wouldn't know. Yeah. So. Well, I'm, I'm going to read them, but. We won't know like any of them. So the Shawshank Redemption in 1994. Um, Harry and Walter go to New York in 1975. So while it was still in operation, they filmed some stuff. Whoa. Um, Tango and Cash in 1989. So still in operation then. Um, Air Force One in 1997. How were they filming things when it was in operation? Know. That's so weird. I think some were outside. Okay. But it's still like they go outside. Yeah. I don't weird. know. Um uh, Marilyn Manson used it for promo photography in 1996. Lil Wayne used it in a music video in 2004 for the song called Go DJ. <laughs> Never heard these. <laughs> um, Fallen Angels is a movie in 2007. Uh, they use it for promotional posters for WWE in 2018. <laughs> not 2018, 2008. And then Eric Church used it for a music video for his song Some of It in 2019. Okay. And there were a lot more. Some of them were like documentaries about paranormal mm -hmm. stuff, ghost shows, but it was like in some other movies and TV shows. I was like, I've literally never heard of these before. And Very interesting. Yeah. So it's a popular place while in operation and now. <laughs> so now we're going to talk about the paranormal. Ooh. So obviously it is considered one of the most haunted places in the world. It's a pretty gigantic place. So... One spirit that is said to haunt is that of an inmate named James Lockhart, who reportedly took turpentine from the prison workshop and lit himself on fire in his cell. And two guards like pulled him out of his cell and like dragged him down the hall and like his flesh was like on the ground. Ugh. Yeah, that was in cell 13. And his spirit is said to be a more violent one. Yeah. yeah. So just kind of sad. And yeah, that's awful. Um, and then there's this spirit of Helen Glatke, and she's often seen walking into her pink bathroom, and people often smell the scent of rose perfume, which is, we now know that smell is interesting. Yeah. That scare me. I don't know if I would notice it right away. No. Rose. It, uh, rose. That's very, like, mild yeah. and, like. Yeah. But I'm sure the place does not smell no. good. And also, it's mm -hmm. like, it's, it's just, you know, it's probably her because they are not going to have a lot of feminine. Yeah sense or spirits around or like anything so. not really no yeah you're right yeah interesting <laughs> um then there is a room called the chair room on the third floor of the administration building and it is one of the most active it has no windows which is weird and there's a single chair in the middle of the room and if it gets moved from the center it'll will often like move back on its own okay and people have also reported being pushed and scratched in that room though so it's so definitely what, darker energy. What was that room? I don't know. 
They didn't say. They just called it the chair room. And the third floor, they, they said like the entire third floor of the administration building is just like way more negative. Interesting. Yeah. And then there is the chapel, which is another active area. And it's believed to have been a place for execution at one point before being changed into a chapel. That's awful. I don't know how accurate that is. But okay. they talked about it on BuzzFeed Unsolved, I think. So I'm like, I don't feel like they put anything in there that seems that incorrect. I don't know. Yeah. It was interesting. I couldn't find their source. Um, But if people try to leave the chapel, apparently ghosts will like grab them. They don't want them to leave. No. So that's creepy. Uh, Guess what? I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. (laughs) You can grab me. I'm not staying. No. (laughs) Um, So the darkest place is known as the hole. It's the solitary confinement cell block. There's actually another, there's like an old solitary confinement area. And then there's this one, the old one, creepy too, but different way reasons. Mm -hmm. So this, the whole, uh, one report said that as a punishment for a riot, 120 men were forced into 12 solitary confinement cells for a week without food. Some people died and others were driven mad, which makes sense. Yeah. They would fit like. 10 people into a, a tight space. And That's awful. Yeah. Other things that reportedly occurred in the hole are an inmate hanging himself, a guard being killed by inmates, an inmate starting himself on fire down there too, apparently. Uh, an incident where two inmates went into a cell and only one came out and the other was found stuffed under the bunk bed, dead. Why are they putting two people in a solitary confinement cell? Yeah. That's not... Why were they putting... Most of the cells had, in like the normal cells, like they would put like up to four people staying in them. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, a guard named Frank Hanger, I think, was killed when three inmates tried to escape and hit him over the head with like a metal pipe from their cell in the solitary confinement also. Mm. So it's not good down there. No. It's not good. Um, shadow figures are also very common in the hospital as a whole. And the hospital area is like more recently opened, not like 2021, but like in the past few years. And it's also apparently very active. And the overall building facility, there's a lot of aggression towards women, which is why I would not really want to go there. But so a guy that was interviewed on one of the shows said that she's gotten her head hit forward and her hair pulled at the same time. A lot. There's a lot of hair pulling. No. Yeah. There's a room called the toilet room and they showed that on ghost adventures they thought they made a lot of jokes about it i was gonna say i'm sure they thought it was really funny there were a lot of toilets in it (laughs) um but the guide said that a lot of women volunteers experience a lot of stuff in there and she was like i don't really like going in there no but um she said one time there was a volunteer who she was like up on a second floor in that area and she started to feel bad up there and then like the head guide, she like went up there to check on her and she's like, I need to go. Like, I don't feel good. And then she fell down the stairs and like hit her head. Like, oh my gosh. That's bad. I'm sorry. This is off topic. I'm just thinking about toilets. No, oh. <laughs> I'm thinking about if I went to a place like this, notorious for women getting their hair pulled, what I would do. And the only solution I could think of shave your head. No, <laughs> I'm going to wear a swim cap. Yeah. Like they're going to rip that off, which would hurt so bad. But yeah. uh, I'm just trying to think of a solution. It's scary. It's really scary. I, it's okay if you want to like tap me on the shoulder, but don't pull my hair. No. <laughs> yeah. 
I just want one thing that on this general thing is another volunteer said that she got her head pushed also like just pushed down. Like a lot of them just said like they just get their heads fully pushed forward. And it's like, why do you hit them on the head so much? Like it's very aggressive. Yeah. So the shows I watched for this were very, pretty interesting. Honestly, they all had a lot of interviews with people that have had a lot of experiences. And I really liked that part a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, Ghost adventures, portals to hell, BuzzFeed unsolved which I forgot they had, and Destination Fear. Nice. Yeah. So, guess what we're starting with? Ghost Adventures. Yeah. Just get it out of the way. <laughs> so, they had they were the one of the first ones I saw to interview a former inmate, and they also interviewed a former guard. Um, this inmate, I don't think, works there, but okay. there is another one on a different show that did work there. Um, so, this inmate said... That he was one that told him that when you first get there, they give you a number. And mm-hmm. he, like, said his number so fast. And I'm like, that's so sad. Yeah. That you never let go of that. And he said in the West Cell Block, he also had seen someone jump over the railing in there. And a guide said, like, was that was telling them the history, said that one point an inmate also had used sheets to hang themselves in there. And some paranormal investigators will see that spirit, mm. which is just really sad. Yeah. Um, so the inner the inmate they were interviewing, he had actually been staying in cell 14 when James Lockhart um, lit himself on fire. So right next door to him. Which cell was his? 13. 13. Yeah. And he was the first one I heard talk about like the skin on the ground. Mm-hmm. I've never seen Zach Bagans look disgusted, but he looked really grossed out by that. And I was like, yeah, yeah it's pretty gross. So, um, they don't all, like fire. You know that no. I really don't like fire. Yeah. I don't know who does. Yeah. No, not, mm-hmm. in not in that context. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of the guides, she was telling them that they've like been doing tours before and seen like a full body white apparition and mm-hmm. like noises loud enough that they thought someone had like gotten in and was like walking around. And another guy, I think he's a just, I think he works like a, he's like a full time guy there. But he said that he had seen a black mask go into a cell. And so he was like, didn't someone just go in there? And then he heard a voice say, mother ever in a really creepy voice. He like did it. And Zach was like, I just got scared when he did that. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so then Zach was talking to some women about women's getting injured and mm-hmm. affected. And he was gross. And he told a guy that she would be a good piece of bait. And he goes, but not out of me like that. <laughs> what? Yeah. And then he, and she's like, it's okay. No. And he like kind of hugs, he like puts his arm around her. Ew. And then he like a couple seconds later goes, I'm feeling something right here. And she goes, maybe you're the bait. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. Ew. It's gross. Yeah. I'm just like, why would you say you're a good piece of bait? Uh-uh. Nothing about that is okay. No. Ick. Nope. Ick. Nope. So then... They went down to solitary confinement and they were interviewing the guy that had seen the black mass and he was telling a couple other stories and one was that he was down in solitary and he felt like a dark force like come up on him and he said out loud, I'm still not afraid of you. And he was like, I was totally lying. Like I was so scared. And then he said, and then he caught an EVP saying outstanding and he played it. It was so creepy. It was clear. It it very clearly said that. And then he was telling another story about more of that day, I think, or around the same time. And there was an older man who he said had cancer in there. 
And he got knocked down in front of this man. And the guy that got knocked down, he thought it was his brother-in-law. He was like, why did you punch me? And the guy that is telling the story, he was like, I was watching it. And he was like, no, he was nowhere near you. And then he saw like a dark shadow walk behind the guy. And then they caught another EVP saying, I'll kill this freak. And this man with cancer. Yeah. It was the same creepy voice that said outstanding. Mm-hmm. So, And then right after the, they're telling that story, a rock was thrown and hit Aaron's head. It Luckily, it was small, but it hit Aaron in the head. <laughs> Not Aaron. I know. Poor guy. <laughs> Love you. And then they're still down in the solitary area. And then one by one, Zach, the guy they're interviewing, and Aaron's mics all just completely died. Like the batteries are drained. Interesting. And they were all had just like been replaced. And they were like freaking out. And like... You never really see like mics... Yeah, so you see like cameras and stuff, but yeah, it was their mic pack. Interesting, but this was when Nick was still on the show, so I was like young then. But so Nick's camera was still his audio was still working, and the camera was totally fine on, and his audio was still working. And then all of a sudden, like a high frequency pitch went through it, and the audio died on that too. And then you can see them all like freaking out, (laughs) and they put all the subtitles, and they're all just like talking at the camera, (laughs) and they were like, no one can hear you. you." Yeah, that's funny, (laughs) and. Then the guy that had been, they were interviewing, like got touched on the back of his neck and he was like, they were like freaking out. But so they were like, they were like, it all of a sudden became very chaotic. They were like running around, no sound still. They were just like, something's happening. And I was like, can you guys put some new batteries in so we can <laughs> Can you fix you? this please? <laughs> like, it was a very weird experience. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then they started the lockdown and as soon as they get inside, Zach's new mic battery died again. And he was like, what is going on? <laughs> I'd be really annoyed. Yeah. Batteries are not cheap. And, and like, yeah. also Zach Bagans likes to be heard. Yeah. So you, you know that that He's made mad. him mad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then they went into a cell in the East cell block and they, they caught a voice and I don't know what I think it said, but they thought it said, I'll chew you. Mm-mm. I don't know if it said that. But I'll it was chew weird. you. Yeah. They also think that they caught like a misc a, a mist sorry a mist like figure walking behind them. I I could kind of see something, but it I don't it wasn't super clear. And so mm-hmm. they're like, it's like a human figure. And I was like, I don't know that. I can't tell that from this one. Clip. Yeah. But they said they caught that. Um, and they also so then they use this new device that's like an ovulus connected to these glasses they're almost like spy glasses and you can see the word in the glasses and it's like a camera so you have to like zach looks so stupid that sounds dumb (laughs) it was the only word they were downstairs but near where james lockhart had died Mm -hmm. and zach looked up and then the word drag came on okay but nothing else happened with it they like went upstairs the only thing that happened around his cell was they had a little more audio interference but literally nothing else happened up there and so they're like He's not, maybe he's here and just not talking to us. But the word drag was interesting. Mm-hmm. But, um, back downstairs, he was still using those stupid things. And he got the word pass and fly. So it's like when they walked past their cells, but down below. And the inmate that had been next door to him that they interviewed, his last name was Fly. But I don't know. Interesting. They're like, what a weird, like, set of fence. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, okay. It's like maybe, but you could also be reaching. Yeah. Like, yeah. A little bit. Uh, so they also had set up some static cameras. They caught some footsteps and cell doors slamming. I feel like a lot of the shows I watched had cell doors slamming in the distance. And then they bring in a tour guide named Sarah. And Zach says, we went and retrieved our trigger object. And he goes, we're not calling you an object. And then he like hugged her and was like laughing. And it was like, 
dude he said i'm literally Stop. gonna call this woman an object and yeah. then say i didn't I, yeah <laughs> gaslighting yeah <laughs> well i'm not we're not calling you an object um <laughs> yeah so they were gonna bring her down to solitary and she told them that once she got her butt- also it's like having a female investigator with you or like having a woman investigate with you uh-huh. does not make her like an object <laughs> nope. that you're like using it's yeah. just someone else investigating yeah oh my gosh for a different experience um she told them that once in solitary she got her butt grabbed and so zach was like i want you to walk down there alone with this recorder and before she like had even moved she was like it's really hard to breathe all of a sudden and then zach was like oh yeah i'm getting dizzy (laughs) whatever idiot and then later she like felt something like breathe on the back of her neck and at the same time she caught an evp like of weird breathing noises that weren't happening before. So it was Ew. weird. Yeah. And um, Sarah was going to go walk by herself. And then Aaron had like a cell door slam behind him. They all got very scared. And then Zach wanted to send her to walk around the entire hole completely by herself with just a camera and recorder. And she asked, isn't this Aaron's job? <laughs> but then she like goes and like, they're all just like sitting on the stairs or whatever. And he's like, you can do what you want to her. And then he's like, just scream if you need us. Okay. Why? What if Dakota, Dakota basically does the That's same thing. That's what I was going to say. Like, why did they think they have the right? Yeah. You can't do that. No. Um, and then she felt something like touch her hair. And she was like, was that you just brushing against the back of my hair? And she got an EVP, which was like strapped to her back mm-hmm. um, saying, sorry, Sarah, sorry. It was kind of unclear, but it like you could kind of hear yeah. it. So I was like, interesting. that's interesting. Um, and then she started to like call for them. After she got, she got her hair pulled then Mm. and she called for them and Aaron had started to feel weird. So it was kind of like it was distracting them. So they couldn't really hear her like calling for them. And they were like, guys, shush. Like she's called, she's screaming for us. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they was like really cold around her, but they pulled out the like thermometer thing and it was like 73 degrees, but it was like freezing around her. So that was weird. And then they also caught a growl sound that they heard out loud. They caught... Um, they set up a camera in the morgue and they caught a lot of like shuffling sounds in there that no one was in there. And they also on a camera in the hospital caught a very creepy voice, but like you couldn't understand what it was saying, but Hmm. it was a creepy tone. So that was that episode of ghost ventures. Pretty interesting. They probably got some of the most stuff. Mm -hmm. That's a lot for one episode, but it was really interesting. And the people that they interviewed, I really was interested in hearing from. So, Honestly, all of them. Very fascinating. So now we have portals to hell. So they start, they usually start with like a historical tour. And they had a couple, it was like a couple that works as guides there. And they're also invest, paranormal investigators. Mm-hmm. And so it was man and woman. And they took them to the warden's quarters first. And like, then they told like the story of Helen. And then they were like, like, sometimes you can like smell her rose perfume and Jack was like, that's really weird. He was like, as soon as we walked up here, he was like thinking, he's like, I was thinking, who's wearing all that perfume? Hmm. And, but no one else smelled it. So I was like, interesting, very interesting. And then they told them like the admin third floor, really negative feelings. And um, they played an audio for them up there of something like breaking in the distance, but they didn't hear it really. And then they couldn't find anything that would make that sound. And then they went into the West attic, which is above the West cell block. And they were like, it's never been investigated before on TV. They did go there on destination fear, but this show was one of the first ones. And it was a place where they was like kind of just overflow space. 
but there's no cells in there. And they were talking about how they brought inmates from a more violent high security prison that was like overcrowded. They brought 312 inmates from there and just put them in this attic with no, like nothing separating them, just putting them up there, free reign. What? Yeah. So it's really active and really dark. And the female tour guide they were with, she told them that she um, had been touched inappropriately up there before and that other women have had similar creepy, gross feelings. And they're always just kind of like, it feels like sketchy up here. Yeah. Like doesn't feel good. Um, and they also had a picture of a man's back once that had gotten scratched up there. It was like deep, like very large across, like an like X across those. his back. Really. Yeah. Um, and then they went to the East cell block and the male tour guide got touched on the arm in there while they were standing there. And they're like, none of us are close to you. So mm-hmm. that's kind of, they're like, we kind of have to trust him because he's been doing this for like 20 years. So don't think he's making it up. Yeah. Um, and then they went into, they wanted to go to the sub basement, which is where the old solitary confinement was. Okay. And that couple were like, I've been down there enough. I don't want to go back down there. And so they had to call two other girls that were like a program director and a tour guide, a different tour guide to go with them. They are a lot younger than them to go with them because the the couple is just like, yeah, I don't like it. Like we're good. Yeah. I was like, that is so strange. That's really weird. That would make me not want to go down there. (laughs) If someone who's there all the time. Yeah. I wouldn't want to. So the tour guide girl that came, one of them, she's actually said she's a fourth generation. Like her great grandfather worked as a guard. Her grandpa was like the head security like guard at one point. And then her dad, he did something. He was also probably a guard or something like that or a tour guide, a tour guide or something. But it was just like, and now she's there. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. I was like, that's a lot of history yeah. to be attached to. I wouldn't want that much history with the building like that. No, it would scare me. Yeah like do you know my grandpa yeah <laughs> do you hate him <laughs> yeah that's weird yeah so they went down to the sub basement and the original console solitary confinement and they talked about this thing that they did called eight by eight and they would people that were taken down there would be shackled laying to the floor for eight hours and then they would shackle and make them stand up for eight hours and then just keep going repeating that back and forth until they were done with the solitary confinement what the heck yeah it's terrible yeah so that's torture. Yeah. <laughs> Cruel and unusual punishment, yeah. I would argue. Yeah. And then they said that the original hole was actually a dirt hole below the basement, the sub-basement. And they said it was literally just dirt. And at one point, there had been two inmates down there in the dark. And then, like, a big storm or something happened, and it flooded, and they drowned down there. And so mm-hmm. they were like, mm, maybe we can't do this. Yeah. <laughs> but, Yeah. So that was another thing down there. And then the fourth generation tour guide told the story. They were like, what's the scariest thing that's happened? And she was like, this is actually a couple weeks ago. And she said that she had her hair pulled down there. And then the program coordinator they were with said that she was down there with a group and they saw full body black shadow. I was like pitch black. And it like blocked out their light and their exit. And then it kind of just like faded away. But they yeah. were like, I don't like that. Yeah. They're like, that's the only way out of here. No, I don't like that at all. Yeah. Um, and then... They interviewed the former inmate turned tour guide and he was like, it was very violent here. And he like showed them their cell, like his cell and everything. And he said he was in several fights while he was there, but he was like, I'm a really, he's like, I'm like six, three and 180 pounds. He was like, I'm pretty big guy. He's like, I was a big guy then. And he, they're like, did you carry a weapon? He was like, yeah, I always had a shank with me. And he was like, thankfully I never had to use it. 
Mm-hmm. And then he said, you were either predator or prey. And it's like, that is so Ugh. scary. Yeah. And sad. And then he said that he had only had one paranormal experience while being a prisoner, but he was like lying in his bed one night and he heard like keys jingling, like coming towards him. And so he was waiting for a guard to walk by his door and then no one came. And he was like, that's weird. <laughs> so I'm like, that would scare me too. I yeah. think if I heard keys jingling. Um, and then he said another thing that happened later on, like when he was working there, but he brought his son there and they saw a woman in a green ball gown walking around and then they like tried to talk to her. I'd be like, are you lost? <laughs> Cause they said she looked like a human, like she yeah. looked like solid. And then she like just vanished like weird. while they were talking to her. So it was super weird. And then, so then they started investigating. So they went to the admin building first on the third floor and they caught like a very loud, audible, disembodied breath that they were like, what the heck? Mm-hmm. And then they started using the ghost box up there, which is like a spirit box kind of thing. Um, and so they asked for a name and they heard Helen. And then they asked if she was the woman in green. And they had the same old lady voice saying, I sometimes wear green. So that was weird. And that was very clear. Like yeah. I could hear it. And then they asked if she died there and she said shot and then they also asked if something was negative there and they said yes so and then they heard like a noise come from above them but they didn't like find anything but i thought it was so interesting that she was like i sometimes wear green yeah like, so i was like they must have seen her yeah then. well and she's like like a sophisticated lady yeah. she's like i don't wear the same thing every day yeah. <laughs> like sometimes <laughs> maybe i was <laughs> so i thought it was interesting um and then they went to the east cell block, caught some cell doors opening really loudly. And then they went to the old um, tour guide, former prisoner's cell, and they heard some tapping. And then the REM pod started to go off in there. Like when he, the guy started asking, like, did someone commit suicide here, like in the cell block in general? And so that was kind of creepy, but because it hadn't been doing anything mm-hmm. up until that point. And then Katrina was like, I'm going to go to the West Attic by myself. I would not do that. She's like, I'm going to do a solo experiment. Um, And while she was like walking towards the attic, she, they like all heard and caught a loud hissing noise. (laughs) It was so creepy. Um, And then when she went into the West Attic, she started to hear some tapping noises and movement behind her. And she's like, okay, I'm starting to feel uncomfortable. And then she started hearing footsteps. She's like, something's moving behind me. And then she started using the ghost box. And she asked, like, how many years do you have left of your sentence? And a voice said two. Hmm. So it's like, okay. But then she, like, started to call out the spirits for, like, being like, you've been touching my friends and other women. And you don't have consent. And, like, she was being aggressive, like, pretty, but, like, firm. Yeah. And the guy, Jack, was, like, watching her from a camera. And he was like, I'm so lucky she's more brave than I am. (laughs) (laughs) But then she was like, are you strong enough to touch my hair? And she was like provoking a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then a voice said, I am, I am. And then she said, if you're strong enough to show yourself, then show me. And then a weird white mist went by the camera. And then they were like freaking it. They were like, you have to come watch this. And they're like, how strange. Very interesting. Yeah. And then Jack, his solo experiment was just like going down to the sub basement by himself. I would still would not want to go down there. No. But he was just like very uncomfortable from the minute he got down there. And he started to freak out more and more. And then they all like came down to like get him and he was like i just kept seeing like a guy peeking his head out coming but like and i was like that is so creepy and he felt like a man was watching him while he's sitting down there in the dark so that was really all they caught but i just thought 
that the mist was cool. And also I was like, um, go, go her being brave enough to like call out this bad thing and like yeah. not scared of it. I want to be that brave, but I'm not that no. brave. Yeah, same. But I wish I was. So now we're on to BuzzFeed Unsolved. Nice. Not very long, but. The ghoul boys. Yeah. They had a lot of the history and the paranormal stuff that I thought was interesting. That's, I already talked about a lot of it. Mm-hmm. But they also, they talked about an incident where um, inmates went on a strike because they weren't allowed to have tobacco. And 45 of them were hung by their thumbs and only given one meal a day. What the heck? Yeah. How painful does That's, that sound? Once again, it sounds like cruel and unusual punishment. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then they were like talking about that like in the building. And while Shane and Ryan were talking about it, they started to hear weird bangs coming from behind them. So they went to go check it out and they were like, that's so weird. And then Shane debunked it. So I was like, good for them for actually doing a lot of that. Um, then they went to the East Cell Block and they were hearing rustling and shuffling sounds from like everywhere. And they're like, we can't explain that. But also mm-hmm. there could be animals or something in yeah. here. Like it's huge. Um, and then they left a static cam up on the sixth, the very top tier of this East Cell Block. And throughout the night, they caught some like distant voices and like at one point it sounded like a, a singing little voice at one point. So that's creepy. Yeah, very. Uh, later they went into the chapel and on their way in, Shane asked, is Jesus here? And Ryan, like Ryan like answered him. I don't remember what he said. But then they caught a voice saying, I am not. <laughs> and so then they're like, is that, they're like, somebody's here. But why did they say I am not? Like, yeah, it was just weird. And then they did their solos in the hole. Shane goes down. Here's nothing. Like nothing happens, yeah, obviously. obviously. But Ryan, at the same time, he was like, I haven't gone to the West Cell Block. So he bravely went by himself while Shane's doing a solo. And as soon as he goes in, he starts hearing whistling. And he's like, if that's you, can you do it again? And it started whistling again. So that was weird. And then Ryan went down to the hole by himself, started to do a spirit box session and in one of the solitary cells. And the first clear voice you could hear is no escape, which is creepy. And then they heard some more voices, but I couldn't really understand what they were saying. And then they got another voice saying good. And Ryan was like, obviously you weren't good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he was like, okay, we're leaving. Yeah. But it was weird. Hmm. That's really like all they caught. That was like interesting. Yeah. And now destination fear. Our fave. Yeah. So this episode made me so mad though. Oh yeah. We can talk about it in a second. Great. So Tanner and Alex, they started it in the administration area and Alex like they were walking around he was like I kind of feel weird and then Tanner's like oh my gosh the closet where she got shot is right here he's like great (laughs) (laughs) um but then they left a digital recorder in there alone for like 15 minutes they're like maybe she'll feel more comfortable talking if we're Mm -hmm. not in here and they caught two different voices kind of talking to each other and one was like a softer female voice followed more by a more aggressive sounding voice Mm -hmm. and they were like maybe it's Helen and Arthur talking to each other I'm wondering if it's the more negative spirit, like making her not speak because yeah. it was really aggressive. And I was like, mm-hmm. why would he speak to her? Especially if everyone's like, he was very respected, like a good guy. Yeah. So interesting. They got that. And Dakota and Chelsea went to the West attic at first, but didn't catch anything up there. And then they went down to solitary confinement. And that's probably the worst thing Dakota has ever, ever done. done to anyone. Love your show. Yeah. But this was this uncalled. This was too far. Yeah. So he's like, he looked at her and he's like, Chelsea. And she was just said, no. 
And he was like, you don't even know what I'm going to say. And she I goes, love her. She's like, I'm looking at you and I know that I don't want to do it. Yeah. And he's like, but we need to like do something to get activity. And he's like, I want you to go down there by yourself. And I, she looks so afraid. Yeah. And I would be too. Yeah. I wouldn't want to walk down there. If you're doing that, it should be something you volunteered for. Yeah. Or like agreed to do. Yeah. I wouldn't. But you feel forced when you're. Yeah. It's a TV show. Yeah. And it's your brother. Like, yeah. I don't know. So she like started going down and she was like, you better tell me if the obvious says anything. And he's like, right away, right away I will. But she starts going down there and then Dakota's like, do something to scare my sister. She's like, no. And he got do something to scare the both of us. And she goes, that's not any better. Yeah. <laughs> and then he said, can you grope one of us? And she's like, no, you know who it would happen to. He's like, we don't know. We don't know that. It's like, yes, you do. And then like the only people that have reported that happening have are been women. women. Yeah. And then Avila said squeeze. Ugh. So obviously she's freaking out and angry. Yeah. And then she like stays down. He's like, you can stay down, stay down there, stay down there. And she does. And then it says assault and then beat. And it's like, and he's like, okay, I guess we can leave now. And she's like, that was yeah. so uncalled. No, for. it was that yeah. made me so mad. It was terrible. She got the worst. I think honestly, she got the worst experience of the entire night. Yeah. So then Tanner and Alex went to the East cell block and they asked if someone could make a noise to know where they should go. And they heard one pretty high up, but they went up there and nothing was happening once they were actually up there. Um, I made a note that Alex looks really good in this episode. King. <laughs> um, but then, so then they got their sleeping arrangements. Dakota got administration. Nothing happened. Tanner got the West attic. Nothing happened. Chelsea was in solitary confinement and cuffed by her ankle to a cell. Yep. And then her walkie stopped working once she was down there. And the like loud noises started happening down the hall from her. And she can't even go anywhere or call that, anyone. Them being cuffed was bad. Her, her being cuffed in solitary confinement. Yeah. Like not okay. No. And then Alex was handcuffed by his wrist to an east cell block. And... It would have been one thing for him to be handcuffed there if he had some leeway, but his hand was like, it was a tight It was very cuff. small. Yeah. It needed to be a little longer. Yeah. He couldn't move his hand at all. Yeah. It's like, also, I don't think they realize that like prisoners aren't like handcuffed in their cells. Yeah. So it's like, it's not the same experience. No. But well, and it's also, it's just a safety issue. Yeah. Like they're going places all the time that it's like people could break in yeah. or there could be like... There could be an emergency and yeah. they need to be able to get out or something. Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't like it. No. And the only thing that happened for Alex was he heard some like footsteps and then the REM pod that was like 10 feet from him went off, but then nothing else really happened. Mm-hmm. And then he started to get really angry. Which yeah. Him and Chelsea were like, I'm freezing. Yeah. And Dakota's like, it's so hot in here and taking off his jacket or whatever. But towards the end of the night, Alex like dropped his walkie on the ground and couldn't get it because his yeah. hand was freaking stuck. And then Tanner kind of forgot about him there. And it's just like, what the heck? Yeah, it was very annoying. I felt bad. At the end, didn't they walk in and say like, all right, everyone meet in the yeah. gear room? Yeah, and he's like, that's not, he couldn't even reach his walkie. Yeah, he's, he's like, there did like, you forget about, I can't. <laughs> like, did you forget about your stupid experiment? Oh my gosh. But it's just like, I don't, it just seems so irresponsible. Yeah. I was like, I under, I would be mad. Like this would be a full, re- like, I don't think I would talk to him for a I'd day. Be, yeah. I'd be, like, be I silent on that RV. Yeah. Like I can't talk to you. I yeah. really can't. <laughs> but that was all of Ohio state, but it seems very creepy, especially for women, for us. Mm-hmm. Like it seems like a, all these places seem so cool. And they're like, women get really hurt here. <laughs> yeah. I think it would take a lot 
for me, there are so many cool paranormal places that are prisons Mm -hmm. but i think it would take a lot for me as a woman to go to a prison because i feel like they always are more aggressive like that old charleston jail like only bad things happen like that girl kept getting scratched on ghost hunters yeah so it's like that's not good yeah (laughs) so and i just don't like having my hair pulled like no i have a sensitive head it's like (laughs) when i was growing up my mom would be too like brush my hair too hard and i was like no you can't <laughs> I always had my dad brush my hair or I had dreadlocks underneath because it hurt so bad. Ooh. But I don't want a ghost. No. I and to I push always, my head forward. Yeah, I don't I don't want to be touched aggressively by no. a ghost. Like if you if you tapped me or something, like I'd freak out, I'm sure. Yeah. But it's fine. Yeah. But no, I do not want to be pushed or have my hair pulled or any mm-hmm. of that. So Yeah. So anyway, that's Ohio State. Wow. Spooky? Yeah. I was trying to come up with a fun game for us to do since it's Halloween, but I don't have any, so. A game? Yeah. It didn't work. Okay. So. Um, I have a spooky palette cleanser. Where's my phone? I don't know. Found it. I have a spooky Katie quote palette cleanser. I would Great. save it for next week, like, if I do a darker one. hmm But it kind of goes with a the Halloween theme, so. Okay. A, a quote from Katie. Yay. I guess you're not supposed to be attracted to werewolves. <laughs> That's inappropriate. <laughs> Why did I say that? <laughs> I don't know the context at all. <laughs> I don't know. I genuinely have no clue. I have, I, like, I have no idea. <laughs> me neither. I'm not. I think maybe I was talking about Teen Wolf and how they look ugly. Oh, yeah, I like, think that is what you're talking I was about. Like, I don't know. Like the the werewolves that they're yeah. like gross looking. Yeah, yeah. I think that was it. Probably. <laughs> anyway. Well, um, also everyone, I've seen like three episodes of Teen Wolves. <laughs> Never got into it, but what a fun thing I've said. <laughs> <laughs> These things will live on forever on the internet. Woo. <laughs> anyway, I hope you all have a fun and spooky Halloween. Yeah. Or if you're listening to this after Halloween, I hope you just have a fun and spooky day. Yeah. You can you can have spooky season all the time. We do. Yeah. So. So just carry that feeling. Hold on to it. Hold on through it all year round. Till next Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> you're all invited to next year's Halloween party. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Throw a rager. Maybe. Anyway. You guys should follow us on Instagram at something sick podcast or Twitter at a sick podcast or on TikTok at something sick podcast or send us an email at something sick podcast at gmail.com. And we'll see you next time, homies. Keep it spooky. Bye. Peace out.